best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to Talking Halos. It's Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partners in crime, the illustrious negative Nancy Nate Green, and Jared Timms. We're back. It's been a little bit. It's been a hot minute, at least for me. These guys keep doing what they do, but we got a little bit of news for you guys. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You hyping me up. Nate, come on. Don't be negative this year. This, this <laughs> is my favorite time of the year. Are you kidding me? No talking oh. bad. No talking bad about Levon Soto. No talking hope bad about it. He had this smile on, on his man. face. Well, you hope talking about hope? Thing, <laughs> that know? maybe maybe you didn't see Sam Blum's comments today. No, I did. Um, oh, you did? Of course. I'm not sure. I agree. Of course. Um, you know, th- there's got to be hope. This is the only time for hope because the way the Angels have been playing the last six years, it's hope goes out the window after opening day. So six years or seven. I don't know. I've lost count. It's been it's been a, like a hot minute, like you said. So, yeah, so this we, is the hope time. So hope. we can we can kind of be excited and and hope for things. And if some things come to fruition, then you know maybe the Angels might break that curse of of the playoffs. I mean, let's be real though. What the, what's the reality? The true hope for you is they sell a team. I mean, is that where you're really at? I, I mean, I think that's like ninety five percent of everyone's hope right now is they yeah. they sell that already sells the team. But, but when next off season, I mean, let's get let's get it going here. If you're gonna sell them, sell them. Come on, the want this new owner in there. Done before opening day is the hope. We'll see how that uh, happens. But... And, and remember what we talked about before in a in a fantasy world where everything is unicorns and popcorn. He, that team is sold like before winter meetings, right? That, yeah, that's what we'd all be hoping those, for. By the end but of this month, and that's going to be that's, tough. That's, I mean, I, I mean, have you guys even heard a sniff about a prospective owner, owner in the last two weeks? The, the one good thing that, that you bring up with asking, have we heard anything? Artie never lets anything get out. He does not let anyone know any of his business. And that's why we didn't know about Albert Pujols till the last minute. That's why we we don't know about most of these things until the last minute. That's why they're always the mystery team. So the fact that we're not hearing anything is not a bad sign for me. It's just, you know, you just don't know. I, don't know. I would think something would leak about a multi-billion dollar sale of a franchise. I mean, you'd think that, 
But you would think that that this it would is the that, angels. The, that Albert Pujols, the greatest player of of the generation at that time, was signing with the Angels, or was even a possibility. Well, sure, even Vladdy, when Vladdy signed years yeah. ago, so they, no they one saw that coming to their chest very closely. And so, I, I'm not worried, but I'm not, you know, excited about the uh, about how long this could take. Meanwhile, Dark Lord of the Sith over there, Jared Timms. What do you have in all this? Uh, this is Artie's last damning wish against this organization. Is that fair to say? Like <laughs> this is so this is the last. Yeah, I thought thing. you were the negative guy, and I'm the negative guy. But no, no, I mean His like, last damning about, wish. Like, no, I mean says I mean, the Sith Lord. Think, just think about it though. Like this off season is a very, very, very important off season for a lot of things. Uh, angels wise, right? I mean, there's a whole sale of the team going on. Oh, and there's Shohei Otani, who they've already we're going to talk about here shortly. Um, I, it's this offseason so so crazy important, and it's the worst offseason for something like this to happen. You almost need, like, I, as bad as this sounds, like you need the Angels not to be sold this offseason because of everything. That, like, yeah, it's just this is the worst possible offseason that you could that you could sell the organization. I think you might be getting your wish, honestly. It doesn't seem like he's in a hurry. Like, he's going to sell the team when he feels like it. But I I don't see him being in this rush. Are you guys getting that feeling one way or the other? Quieter the better. I mean, I, that's always how I felt about Artie's uh, – anything Artie does offseason. Like, I mean, I'll mention it. With, with Perry last year, and I know Perry and Artie are completely different things – you know, Perry's coming from Atlanta. Atlanta gets on the on, on the ball really quickly with stuff during the offseason. I expect him to do that again this offseason. Um, with Artie, it's always been really quiet, hush-hush. Billy was kind of that same way. It was the same way with Jerry. I mean, you guys mentioned Art, uh, Albert Pujols. The Mike Trout contract extension came out of nowhere. Even this selling of the organization kind of came out of nowhere too, right, guys? I mean, like, it was just all of a sudden yeah, no one day like, whoa, this morning, the Angels, their Artie Moreno is talking about selling the team. So... Yeah, I think Nate brings up a good point. I think it's a good thing that we haven't heard anything. If we had been hearing stuff, I'd be a little bit worried. But yeah, the fact that we haven't heard anything, I'm not. That doesn't worry me at all. The one thing that does worry me is that uh, I can't even. Rob Manfred came out earlier this off season and said, "Yeah, they should be sold by opening day." That's what worries me. Like, whew, if it gets done by by opening day, that's not good. You need it done by Chris by New Year if you expect the Angels to do anything this off season. Crazy. And I don't – I mean, he's probably involved in the conversation, but let's be honest, no one really thinks Rob Man, Rob Manfred's all that competent anyway. So, um. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just want to point it out, but I, and I'm, by the way, just to give Jared credit, he sent me a list of things to talk about. I'm just not talking about them really. And I might not. So that will be maybe for Thursday's episode, because today I just mentioned earlier, Sam Blum, the angels writer for the athletic also points out that, you know, he states pretty much like a fact. If I can find the tweet here in all this, I will quote it all the way. But he pretty much states it as a fact that the Rams, not the Rams, geez, just the Rams podcast. Wrong podcast. But the Angels, another problem team, um, are going to drop payroll. And I'm wondering, given the fact that the Angels do want to look appealing for an incoming owner, if that's just Sam's opinion, maybe we can get Sam on the show and ask him. Or if he's hearing it from somewhere, because I don't know, and, and Nate, especially you, you mentioned this a couple, a few podcasts ago, that you'd want to be more appealing. You want to have guys like a Shohei on the roster, and the the, the guys who who are glittery to the new owner. And I would think cutting payroll would not accomplish that. So, how do you take Blum's comments that they're going to cut payroll? I saw something from Perry's interview, and I, I think it goes the other way. Honestly, I'm not saying Sam is wrong. I'm just saying that Perry made it sound completely different when he said the following. He said, um, hypothetically, if we went to Artie to try and sign a major free agent to a multi-year deal, would Marino be open to it? And he said, absolutely, there's no one-year, can only do a one-year deal. There are no mandates. Um, that That makes me think that, they're going to be players for some people, you know, the Carlos Correa's, the Trey Turner's, the, I don't think they're in the Jacob deGrom sweepstakes, but you know, I, I think that they're going to be willing to spend some money as long as Artie's willing to, to throw out some cash. I think Artie's going to be able to get to that normal number, that 180 ish. I don't think he's going to go above and beyond. Like he, you know, I think he's going to be his normal self where he sticks to his 180 and that's about it. Um, the, the cutting, if they were trying to cut, cut money, they would not sign Shohei Otani to a $30 million deal and tell the entire world they're not trading him. Because that's the first guy you're getting rid of if you're cutting contract if you're cutting payroll, right? The guy who's got one year left on his deal, the guy who's, you know, 365 days away from being a free agent, and the guy who has openly said he wants to win and the Angels haven't won they haven't been to a playoff one time with the guy. So um and Anthony Rendon has no trade value, of course he would be on the market as well. But and Mike Trout that's again going to be a tough contract to trade. So I, I think that if they were really trying to cut payroll, Shohei Otani would not be a hundred percent. We're not trading him. Yeah. I was, I was going to go there next too. That's because that's on Jared's list. Jared, your thoughts. 
Yeah, I don't think they're. I, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure it came out earlier this offseason that they were going to be pretty close to about the same that they have been for years now. Um, I definitely don't expect them to go over that. Uh, however, I don't, it's going to be, it's just a weird, like I said, this is just a weird offseason. It's going to be a weird situation altogether. Um, I would love to be in the front office and the conversations that are going to be had between Perry and Artie, because I, like I said, I, I don't know what that even would like entail. Like, does he, does Perry really even have to go to Artie if it's mid sale? Like it, it, it it's very, very weird. I, I'd, um, I'd be shocked if they went over what they normally do, which is that like 180 ish threshold. However, you know, if, if we start seeing things progress in the sale and, and we start hearing of new ownership, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Perry starts pushing to keep his job as well, because with new ownership comes new everything. So yeah, it, it, it'll be really, it'll just be really interesting. Um, I, I'm going to say this now. I'm going to say this again, all off season, because we said it all last off season. I fully expect him to sign a shortstop. I, I just want to point this out too. And I, I'm quite, I'll be honest. I'm, totally spitballing here. I'm throwing something against the wall and maybe it'll stick. Maybe it won't. But it would seem to me that if you're trying to sell a team in Southern California that basically is supposed to be a rival for the Dodgers, you'd want to sell a team that's competitive and that is ready to go. And so I know you guys are saying, hey, I expect them to stay around 180. One of the things we point out numerous times in the show is that show, hey, by you know, you're gonna pay him $33 million, that pretty much wipes out what you're getting back from the Pujols um move with Pujols leaving, and that pretty much wipes out you know a lot of that flexibility unless you do the one thing we haven't said they could do, which is say screw it, go payroll. Because what comes to mind could be what other teams have done. Go for it. See if it sticks. See if you're competitive. Come all-star break. And then guess what? If we're not, we fire sale and sell everybody. That just kind of comes to mind as a possibility. Like, okay, take one last shot as the owner. Try and raise the value for clubs. See if they compete. Leave on a winning note. Maybe cement some kind of legacy. And then if it doesn't work, sell. That wouldn't surprise me either because, again, you're still trying to win with the pieces you have. You're trying to tell these guys, Trout and Otani, we're trying to win. And if you just stand pat and don't do much of anything, you're not really telling them you're trying to win. So, I mean, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I'm totally cool being wrong. Like, But that's the thought that comes to mind. Like, I just don't see them cutting. And I don't see them staying still. I see them trying to say hey show hey we want you to stay and we want to show we can prove you can win with you here the, the one question i would have for for you derek is if that does happen let's say Artie doesn't sell the team by opening day let's say he sells the team a, a month into the season after you know he already spent all this money is he on the hook for for the uh money the angels would owe mlb for going over the threshold of 200 210 you know is he on that hook because he's not going to want to be on that hook after he sells the team so the team, the team owner 
for when I, I know, but if Dube is the one who pays it, so but if he's the one who is making that, is he going to lose money? Like, are there things that could happen to Artie where he either has to pay money or he could lose money in the sale because of this? And he is a very smart businessman, like Jared talks about all the time. He's not going to want to lose money. He's not going to want to uh, do anything where he doesn't feel he's at the best financially. So that's the only issue I would have with him going over because he's already been at 180 for, he's on the team for what, 20, almost 20 years. And he's stuck at around that 180 mark for the last 10 years. So risk reward though, risk reward. So if you're also that businessman talking about you're and you want to aim for your max profit, if your team is winning and on the way to potentially competing for division title in the World Series with two guys like a Mike Trout and Joe Otani in the roster, then that meant that fee you might pay for a luxury tax will be outweighed by the fact that your franchise value is maximized. But like you're saying, had I mean they had Josh Hamilton, they had Albert Pujols, they had. Mike Trout, they had Shohei Otani, and he's still spent 180. Probably less. I I just don't. I'm just saying, I don't see them standing pat if you're trying to convince a guy to stay. You're trying to show your other star you're trying to win. I don't think I don't think Artie cares about keeping Otani. Like that's not all he cares about is keeping Shohei Otani for as long as the sale happens. Once the sale happens, he couldn't care less about what happens. Maybe, maybe Otani and the Angels. You mean you're still trying to maximize your value while you have while you're selling? And so if we if they're sold in November, well, yeah, once you care. But if he's not if it's not sold yet, then then you know they're still trying to maximize your value. I I, I again I could be completely wrong, but I don't see this team being able to stay at 180 and compete when they just basically switched out the Otani con the, the Pujols contract for Otani money wise. They have too many holes. I mean we'll already give them the, the go for maybe 10 million more. I don't think so. I don't I mean, know. Like I said this is this is this is the worst possible offseason for Artie to not have say in anything. Because, I mean, if Artie has say in something, I would assume Shohei Otani probably is already extended, right? If Artie's planning on keeping the team long-term, you know, he he probably is saying, hey, you know, just like the Albert Pujols, just like the Josh Hamilton, just like Mike Trout, give this man what he wants to stick around because he is making my organization, my franchise, more money. Because all of Japan is watching and we are getting – that money from all of the marketing that is going on around the world, all of the um, jersey sales around the world, all of every single time somebody buys a hat with that A on it, we are making the money. So, yeah, I, I think if I think if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to say it all off season until we know something, just bad. This is just going to be a this is going to be a weird wonky off season, and it's it's just a bad off season for him to sell the team. If you're a fan, it's probably a good off season for him to, to be in the mix, you know, or for him to be selling the team hundred percent. It's a very good, good chance because this is the last, last time that Shohei Otani is around the team. What is the future for the angels? What, you know, Mike Trout's a year older. I mean, heck dude, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have, to, this is as high as the angels are going to get for, you know, unless they start winning. Right. I mean, Shohei Otani is a generational player. He is Babe Ruth. He is, he brings an entire country to watch him play night in and night out he brings that entire market and if you know after this season if he doesn't stick around because the angels haven't won 
uh, in what seven years, whatever, 21 years. They haven't won a World Series. They haven't been in the playoffs in that amount in, in seven years. So, yeah, I mean, this is a perfect, again, he's a good businessman. He knows what he's doing. This is the perfect time for him to sell. It's a bad time to be an Angels fan. And, and based on the numbers, they got about $52 million to spend this offseason. That is not including all the arbitration. So you go through the arbitration, they're probably right around that $40 million. So they're going to have about $40 million to spend this offseason. That's already taken into account the Otani contract. That's already taken into account the Rendon, Trout, um, Fletcher, also... Stassi, all those. So you're going to have about $40 million to spend. That Depending on where they want to go with that $40 million, they could easily go – Go get some pieces. I I know they have some holes, um, but a lot of holes can be be filled by minor league deals if the Angels do things correctly. I also think that that also kind of argues against Sam's point that they're going to cut. They don't have a whole lot to cut. You're basically like a forty million dollar gap right there, where they need to fill some holes. So I don't always really see them cutting either. No. So do they stand pat? Do they spend a little more? Do they stand pat? Like you guys stand pat? Um, I'm I'm not. I don't – I look at it – I mean, I own a business, I'm a little, so I, I look at it a little bit differently, but, you know, it's hard to argue against what you guys are saying. Uh, real quick here for guys, your new hitting coach, Marcus Thames, new assistant hitting coach, Phil Plantier, and assistant pitching coach, Bill Hazel. We know Marcus Thames. That name's been around there for a while there. Other ones I'm not so familiar with, so I can't comment on them, but – I bet you Jared can go. Yeah, I mean, we all know who Thames is. He was with my, he was with uh, New York for, I think, four or five years before uh, being the hitting coach in Miami uh, last year. So for those of you who are worried, oh, no, Miami wasn't very good because I got plenty of that on Twitter uh, the other day. I wouldn't worry too much about it, um, to be Their honest. Their WRC Plus went up, by the way, since yeah. Marcus Thames took yeah. over. It was only a couple points, but it still go up, which is huge for Marcus Thames, the hitting coach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, you, what can you do in one year, to be honest? You got to be able to uh, install what you have learned, um, and that's why they brought him in. But obviously, he's not returning. He'll come in as the new hitting coach for the Angels. Uh, Phil Plant here was actually in Miami uh, with the Jackson was it the Jacksonville uh, uh, Jumbo, Jumbo Shrimp, Shrimp, I believe. So he was in AAA yes. for them. So, you okay. know, they're coming over together. Um, he played an illustrious career where he batted 243 with 91 home runs in his career. Mm-hmm. Sorry, looking at his Wikipedia. Um, the big one for me, uh, and I'm most excited about this, bringing in the director of uh, pitching operations for Driveline, Bill Hezel. Um, good guy there. Absolutely. I absolutely am a believer in a lot of things Driveline. I would not say I'm a believer in everything Driveline, but when Shohei Otani and Patrick Sandoval go to driveline and then become what they became last year. You have to know that they are doing something right. A lot of players go and do off season stuff there with driveline um, Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller, just to name a few have been there. And it's uh, just a really, really good atmosphere to be around. They do things the correct way. So bringing him in as a mind along with the communication skills of um, ooh, Matt, Matt Wise. Wow. I almost forgot about that of Matt Wise. And I know everybody's going to be like, Matt Wise was not very good last year. Angels pitching staff was actually uh, top 10 in baseball starting pitching staff. I know the bullpen wasn't very good, um, but, but, but you got Thanks to, to our staff. AAA pitching coach. What a legend. You're not going to, I'm, I'm not going to. What a legend. That That's fine. Really teaching Reed Detmers the slider and, you know, just, just helping the, the young kids 
mature as they get to the big leagues. Yeah, that AAA pitching coach deserves the big league job the way he did. Um, and I am on the Shohei mound. Otani added, rough... Shohei Otani added a cutter. Thanks. Uh, Jose Suarez it has nothing added to do with slider. him. And again, because he went to AAA. Don't bring it up. Shohei Otani did not go to AAA. Jose Suarez, no, Suarez went a to AAA. Pitcher, became a better pitcher at the starting at the major league level as a starter after he was after he was in AAA. Very after good. He was coming out of the bullpen. So AAA. I, I, you guys can talk all you want about Matt Wise. It's it, it is what it is. Uh, I'm excited for Bill Hazel. The I need a drink. Oh my gosh! Are I we seriously going to do this? Okay. It's no fun if we don't. I mean, I, well, I you humored me as I went off on my tangent. So okay, fine. All right. So anything else you want to cover today? I'm good. World I'm Series good. predictions. Who had the Phillies? Uh, we did. We both did. Who had the Astros? You did. Oh, you did. Such I hate being did. right. I flipping hate being right. Yeah. I was hoping I was wrong the whole dang time. But the game's right. I had Phillies and six. Yeah. Six. All right, folks. You know where to find us. Nate Green 34, Jared underscore Tims, DC Apollo. Don't forget to talk in Halos. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review. We really appreciate it. In the meantime, we're out of here. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.